welcome to Tackless Radio. Welcome back, ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between to Tackless Radio. And it is be bad. And now let's quickly shift gears into shit I saw. So some shit I saw on Twitter today, which was absolutely hilarious, just like something I really didn't realize or recognize when I was a kid. And then like it clicks differently or you just hear something differently or just it resonates with you differently when you become an adult. So so there's a tweet from underscore Ian J. I A N J. His tweet says Destiny's Child when they released Nasty Girl and he retweeted a video of a TikTok video. In the TikTok video is this white woman with this mangly looking hair with glasses on top of her face. She kind of looks like a pug. She's got one of those like Jehovah Witness skirts where it like hits the ground, but it's blue jean and like hiking boots on and a crazy looking sweater, crazy, crazy. You can see she has the thickest Bible in her hand with like little note markers for all the very special scriptures she probably reads on her way to bed at night. And she gets a, she gets in front of a crowd with her Bible in her hand with a very serious pug-like face. And she's yelling into the crowd and she says, Today, we're going to do some good old slut shaming. And everybody in the crowd is like, "Woo!" And I'm just like, (laughs) what? Slut shaming. Wait, are you trying to tell me that Destiny's Child's song, Nasty Girl, was slut shaming? Like, we were slut shaming? And I was like, okay. It really didn't click to me when I was a child because I loved Destiny's Child. Listened to every single album. So when I saw that tweet, I was like, what about women empowerment? Like, were we not doing that? And I was just like, okay, let me just go to Google. (laughs) and look up the lyrics real quick you know let me just like read it you know not sing it and just be like oh I love this beat just like read the lyrics and actually understand what they were saying and the intro is use a nasty trashy sleazy classy and I was like okay now I'm gonna sing it for real nasty put your clothes on I told you don't walk out the house without your clothes on I told you you all get the hint So I'm reading and reading and reading because I'm like, this is a bop. I absolutely love this song. (laughs) But yes, we were definitely singing. These men don't want no hot female that's been around the block female. You nasty girl. Uh, We were definitely just like, nah, sis, put your clothes on. Stop being a thought. (laughs) 
No, you can't just be bouncing that hot pocket around, sit the fuck down somewhere. We were actually, (laughs) we were doing that. We were singing that. I don't know. That's probably, that's probably one of the songs that millennial girls could sing around a very religious mother. And the mom would be like, "Mm, I mean, I agree. Modesty is key. (laughs) But I guess in context now as an adult who believes that women should have choice to do whatever the fuck they want to do. I mean, if she want to be around the block, that's her choice. If she want to, walk out the house without no clothes on, that's her choice. Like, <laughs> like if she want to look trashy and them Daisy Dukes, that's her choice, right? Like, that's what the message is today. Because people always would ask me, like, oh, are you saying that you advocate for women to be sluts and dress like sluts and da-da-da-da? I'm like, I'm not saying that in particular. What I am saying is if she wants to be a slut, She can be a slut. If she wants to be modest, she can be modest. If she wants to wear 14 jerseys down to her knee to cover everything up and look like Billie Eilish, she's more than welcome to. Why? Because I believe in choice for you to do whatever the fuck you want to do because that's none of my business. You see how that works? That is none of my business what you do because what you do does not affect me. Because a lot of you all need to learn this thing. Y'all y'all just, you know, huddle up real quick. Let's huddle up. Let's huddle up real quick. Um, how are you able to mind my business if you are not minding your own? Because who is then minding your business, right? You have to stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. And I guess this is one of those Destiny Child songs where they were just not really staying in their lane. (laughs) They were telling everybody else on the block what to do and how to look and to put their, you know, pocketbooks away, (laughs) calling them trashy and freaky and sleazy. And, you know, I feel differently today. (laughs) I feel differently today. If she wants to be all of those things, she has a right to be. And that's none of my fucking business. (laughs) And, you know, it's really interesting how like the times change and people grow and people can adapt to different perspectives. Because if you are not consistently growing and consistently learning and consistently trying to see from other people's perspectives so that you can have a greater understanding of things that you may not have had, then what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) You know? And I think it's fair for us to say that we can feel one way, have had experiences and conversations with people, grown from those experiences and having conversations with others and being empathetic, that you can then have a different viewpoint on something. I think that is totally fair for anyone to have. And I think that's the problem with cancel culture is because I do believe that there needs to be room for growth. Because if you're not going to grow from a situation and hail is just going to rain on you and you're not allowing yourself to grow because hashtags and what motherfuckers would say, it kind of represses what could be growth because now you're afraid 
of messing up. And growth is gross. Like growth is gross. <laughs> it is messy. It sucks. It's stinky. It's hard. Growth is a really pretty word because we think of flowers and trees because that is the end product of the shit that you went through. <laughs> okay. The pretty is on the other side. Getting there, traumatic. Trauma, trauma all around, girl, trauma all around. But I promise you, it is worth it. It is absolutely worth it. <laughs> so you have to allow yourself to have experiences. You have to allow yourself to grow from them. And from that, you can adapt a different perspective. So I know my 14-year-old self was belting. <laughs> <laughs> belting nasty girl by destiny's child but now looking back at the lyrics i feel differently you know if you want to be a hot girl a city girl a city boy even this is your fucking business <laughs> and i think what we need to do is stop minding other people's business and just start minding your own so i don't care what the fuck she got on Girl, as long as your cooch is comfortable, you know, do you, <laughs> do you. Well, 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 welcome back folks. This week's random reality is an amazing one, but pretty random, I will say. So as you all know, or at least should know by now, I'm from Chicago. There is a little city that is north of Chicago by the name of Evanston. Beautiful city. Also, that is where Northwestern University is for anyone who's just trying to figure out, like, context-wise, how close it is to the city of Chicago. Well, the city of Evanston is about to be the first city in America to actually give black people their 40 acres in the mule. <laughs> so the city of Evanston is actually putting together a reparations fund for its black residents. Yes. So the fund is raising $10 million over 10 years and is going to be funding this fund with a 3% cannabis tax on all cannabis sales. And I am just over the moon <laughs> with this information. Of course, skepticism, right? I will believe it when I see it. But I will say this is definitely a step in the right direction. So it's brand new. Um, the article that I read was two days old. So this information is fairly new. Um, I am still reading on who can be the recipients of said fund, but people are going to be eligible as early as spring and receiving payments. So kudos, Evanston, kudos. I am shockingly proud. Uh, the city of Evanston has let me down time and time again <laughs> with how they have treated their black residents. You know, I did not forget about how you all falsely accused that black man for trying to get into his vehicle. Uh, thinking that he stole it. But this is the step in the right direction, Evanston. So kudos and hats off to you. But more so, 
Hats off to Representative John Coiners, who has been fighting for this reparations fund since 1989. And he has brought it to the floor every year since until his retirement in 2017, when then our fifth ward alderman, Robin Ruth Simmons, was able to actually get it passed in 2019. So it just takes one, you know, it takes one city to actually do something and actually to get it pushed through for other people to say, all right, all right, we'll finally help the black people. You know, y'all have promised us 40 acres in the mule for a while and we haven't seen shit. So America, I hope you look at Evanston as an example of what you should be doing with your black citizens and your black residents in this country. So therefore, I would really like if you all could actually face your ugly history, actually apologize so that we can actually heal and move on. Because acting like nothing happened is why we are frustrated as fuck today. Because y'all are like, ah, it happened so long ago. Get over it, bro. On my father's birth certificate, my father on his birth certificate, his race is Negro. So it didn't happen that long ago. Okay. (laughs) Stop saying that bullshit. It did not happen long ago. If anything, it is currently still happening. The residuals of the fucked up shit from hundreds of years ago is still, still holding us back today. So we're just asking for a fair shot. And that means leveling the playing field for those who have not had an opportunity to get ahead. Reparations is the first step in doing that. So Evanston, we are hoping that you all do not fail us and that you all actually are able to raise the $10 million and that its black residents start to see a lot of changes in the city, in their communities, and even in their homes. So kudos. And that is this week's random reality. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the tackless topic of the week and happy Women's History Month, bitches. Happy (laughs) Women's History Month. Yes. And with that, I just want to say fuck the patriarchy and this tackless topic This week is going to be titled Piss Off Patriarchy. Yes, there we go. So this is what I want to say to the patriarchy. And this is going to get a lot of you all upset, but it's Women's History Month, so I do not give a fuck. But the patriarchy can piss off, and this is exactly why. You all understand that pussy is power. Y'all knew that from the jump since Adam and Eve, men understood that pussy was power. And that scared you all because you all were first. You know, God made you first. You like I'm supposed to be swinging my dick in this bitch, you know, naming all the animals and telling God what I'm going to do in this mug except the tree of life. And I'm going to just do what I want to do because I'm the man I was first. He told me he gave me a really, really big job. And I want to make sure I do that really big job well. But he, and when I say he, God, who is a black woman, understood 
that you were lonely. So decided to make a woman for you. Now, I understand. And let me just give a little disclaimer here that this is only and what I am saying is really only going to apply to those who believe in an Abrahamic faith. You know, I understand there are a lot of people out there that are just like what I'm about to say is just going to sound ridiculous because you might believe in a different faith. And that is totally understandable and acceptable. But what I want to share, though, is that all of these stories are stories and the way that we decipher them is up to us. A lot of religions are subjective in a way. And I'm just going to give you my viewpoint, you know, my pointy point of view on a couple things when it comes to the patriarchy. So, you know, Adam was lonely. And God was like, you know what? My man's here. He needs somebody to cheer him up. I'm going to make a woman. And here comes Eve, you know, just doing her thing. And then the whole apple snake devil banished thing. To a certain extent, I've never really believed it because if it was Eve that essentially banished the two of them from the Garden of Eden, then why is it an Adam's apple? I'm telling you, niggas been lying from the jump. Niggas have been lying since the beginning of time. I never believed that it was Eve that got swindled by that snake and then took the apple when God said, nope, and then had it, ate it, and then looked at Adam and was like, hey, Adam, this apple is super awesome. You should try some. And Adam, I guess, was supposed to be what a dumbass man to be like, oh, uh, God said we're not supposed to eat from that tree and you just ate from that tree. So, yeah, I'll eat some apple, too. Like, come on, come on. If I'm supposed to believe that men have this like animalistic nature and they just kind of go off the cusp, I could definitely see my man's Adam just grabbing the apple because he thought he ran shit because he was first naming all the animals and insects and reptiles and whatnot. I could see the ego of this man, Adam, to say, you know what? I know God said we're not supposed to fuck with this tree, but fuck it. You know, I swing dick around these parts, grab the apple off the tree, ate it. And here we are today with men supposed to, you know, be working by the sweat of their brow. And now women are dying from trying to continue humanity. That is essentially, ladies and gentlemen, the story of Adam and Eve. And I've always thought it was bullshit because it's an Adam's apple. And you want to know who has an Adam's apple? Men. <laughs> Men have just been lying. Ugh, lying. And they understand that they've been lying. And they understand that they are simply just the more simpler two between us and them. They understood eons ago that women were superior. And they were afraid of that. So what do they do? They use their strength and their bronze to basically say, you know what? We're going to just make women subhuman to us because we really like this power thing that, you know, we've been doing for a while. We want to keep it. But we understand that pussy is power and we got to lock that thing down. 
We cannot let it get out to the masses because if women understood that pussy was power, the way that men understand that pussy is power. And if we understood it the way that they, they understand it and we were able to break the chains, that is the patriarchy. Oh, baby. <laughs> Essentially society would mimic nature. Society would mimic nature where you have lionesses, plural. It's a whole bunch of women in power, leading. What is that one alpha male's job? To protect them while they run shit. And that's what men don't want because it is very difficult, men, I understand, to continuously have to fight off all the other threats. But you all are threats. So in the animal kingdom, there is an alpha male that is in charge of protecting the women while they run shit. And if you cannot do your job effectively and let another motherfucker come in here and boss your ass up, you out, you out. Done. Get him out of here. New alpha male. Next. I know it's a stressful job. Always, you know, got to be alert there. I get it. But what y'all don't want to happen is that we mimic our society to nature. We don't want anything at this point to mimic nature, our food, our medicine, the way that we interact with one another, trying to be harmonious, trying to find peace. Our society is completely opposite of nature, including that. Because this is what I want men to understand. You all have done an amazing job upholding the patriarchy to the point where it just operates on its own, that the names and the embarrassment that comes with women owning their power, being a bitch, owning their sexuality, being a thought, owning the fact that they are intelligent, more intelligent than you, being up on that high horse, you should humble yourself. Baby, I give life. Why the fuck would I humble myself? That's point blank period, baby. I give life. Why the fuck would I humble myself? Huh? Answer me that. Answer me that. Because this is the thing. Since the beginning of time, men have been able to lock and key women because they understand pussy is power. But even with us being under lock and key, being oppressed since the beginning of time, When that pussy power shines just a little bit, oh baby, we have moved mountains. We have started wars. We have ended wars. We have brought peace treaties. There's this woman in the Bible by the name of Esther. One of my favorite stories in the Bible. Esther was a Jew. Beautiful Jew at that, you know. Bad bitches unite, A, link up. Esther was a bad bitch. We all knew she was a bad bitch, but she was a Jew. She didn't tell nobody she was a Jew because unfortunately all Jews in Persia at this time were being persecuted because Persia took over Israel and brought a lot of Israelites back from war. So she was beautiful, but she did not, you know, give up the game just too quickly. You know, you got to be able to hold back ladies, practice discernment and, uh, you know, Ahasuerus was king and was upset that he was now queenless 
because his previous queen said fuck that nigga when he asked for her to show up to some drunken party and put her on display like a trophy and she was like nah and he was like ah skirt skirt nobody tells me no and then unfortunately he had her banished but you know, he was lonely because pussy's still power. And even though you want to exert some power when pussy steps up to the plate and be like, nah, that was a foul and whatnot. I don't know sports analogies as well as I should, but you feel me. He was still lonely and he knew at the end of the day he was going to still need a love. <laughs> so they gathered up all the women and he had a pick of the litter because niggas think women are objects and King Ahasuerus picked Esther and Esther lived a lavish life, the love of his life, apparently. And Esther was living it up big in the castle, the kingdom, whatever they had back in Persia. I'm pretty sure it was humongous and it was lavish and it was golden. I'm pretty sure it was painted with 24 karat gold. (laughs) But... There was a hating ass nigga by the name of Haman who was like, I don't really like Jews. I don't fuck with Jews like that. You know what, King Ahasuerus? We should get rid of the Jews. And King Ahasuerus was like, okay. And they signed a treaty to get rid of the Jews in Persia. And Mordecai, who was Esther's uncle, was like, bro, we got to do something about this. And went to Esther and was like, gee, trust me, I'm a man. So I'm gonna put you on game pussy power go to the king and tell him you're a Jew and he will have to do something to change this law you got to look out for your people you got to look out for your people Esther was like you know what you're right you're right you're right you're right I'm I'm gonna get a banquet together I'm gonna do a dinner I'm gonna sit him and that hating ass nigga Haman down and explain to him that I am a Jew And that we need to save the Jews in Persia, because if you love me, then you have to love my people. So they had a couple dinners, you know, women, y'all already know, you already know you get into that good dress, girl, you put on your special Chanel number five perfume, you get the steak going with the mashed potatoes and the asparagus, you put on the Fenty bra with the thong matching, you get your toes done white. And then you go ask that motherfucker what you want. And that's exactly what Esther did. We all been there because we know pussy is power. You just got to sprinkle a little razzle dazzle on top of that pussy. You get whatever the fuck you want to the point that you can save an entire nation of Jews because we understand pussy is power. Esther was a queen and a Jew. And so she was supposed to be annihilated. Esther was supposed to be dead on arrival. Because Haman was a hating ass bitch and was in the king's ear on some hating ass shit. Esther understood her power and was able to get a treaty enacted that allowed the Jews to fight back. So when the day of reckoning came and the Jews were able to fight back, they actually won and saved themselves. Esther did that shit to the point that I recently learned this, there is a holiday after Esther. That's how powerful pussy was. That it didn't just save a nation back in BC time. People are still celebrating her bad bitchness to this day. Purim 
ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> if you were unaware, and I was, and now I am better for knowing this, you know, Women's History Month little tidbit, Purim is a holiday celebrated for the survival of the Jewish population in Persia due to Esther. They are celebrating how much of a bad bitch she was to this day. And you're supposed to be telling me that men are supposed to be ruling shit. Esther was supposed to be dead. She was the second wife. Well, not the second wife, unfortunately, that, you know, kings had many wives. They hoes, absolute hoes. So one of the favorites, you know, she was top two and not two, basically. And she didn't have a lot of power. But with the little power she had, she was able to do phenomenal things. Imagine, imagine what would happen if women were off the leash of patriarchy. Yo, we wouldn't even have war. Because why fight when I could just tell you why you a stupid bitch? <laughs> there would be no famine. We would be better off as a society if it did mimic nature. But men and their egos and just having to be right and having to be in power, y'all are fucking everything up. Your egos are fucking everything up. We can't, we, we can't even get a fighting chance to a better society with you niggas in power. Step down, God, for the millennia. We've not been in a better position. We've been getting worse. How about we try something different? How about we try something different and just put women in power? What do we have to lose? What do we have to lose by putting women in power? Don't y'all want a break? Y'all complain all goddamn day. I go to work. I got to come home and cut the bacon too. Don't y'all want a break? I would like for men to take a break. Men, how about y'all take a break, get into some therapy, Heal some of those traumas from your childhood. And then let's revisit this situation in a couple hundred years. Okay. Cause you all have been doing a shitty job, especially during this COVID time. Oh my God. All the countries ran by women response to COVID phenomenal, superior. Their countries are actually having concerts right now. Us 500,000 deaths due to COVID. I'm ready to just scrap it all and try again. <laughs> I just want to scrap it all and try again. I really, really would like to try again with women in the lead. Let's just mimic nature. Men want to say, oh, well, men are animalistic and our animal instincts and we're hunters and da 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 True. But that's because women told your ass what to do. So let's just mimic nature all the way. Don't pick and choose what parts of nature you want to mimic. Let's mimic all of it. Okay, men, let's mimic all of it. If you want to be the little dog, little animal, whatever the fuck you want to call yourself when you want to say like, I just want to be a dog in heat and fuck everything. And I'm just an animal and I'm a lion and I have to hunt and alpha male or kill or be killed. Cool. We'll do all of that. But do understand that it is the female animals 
in power telling you what the fuck to do. And if another motherfucker come and beat you out of your position, he the new one and you will die or just have to be banished. So with that, (laughs) I hope that we can just fully piss on the patriarchy because they understand like we understand ladies that pussy is power. I want more women to understand that pussy is power and to actually step into it. Because when you do, oh honey, baby, nobody can tell you shit. You give life. Always remember that. And not give life in terms of birth or birthing a child. We are able to take anything that is thrown at us and give life to it. Whether it be trauma, war, death, sickness, women have this amazing capability to breathe life into any fucked up situation that is thrown at us. Even the exile of your people. (laughs) Come on, somebody. We give life to any situation. So don't ever let some motherfucker with a dick tell you otherwise. Okay. Happy Women's History Month to my women and my women only. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, what you want to eat? 